Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Tom Sergeant from this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Filippo. Last, we joined the Jinx squad. They were split. They were divided in their goals in a good way. We had Lance and Mal luring Vandal into a cave where they just threw down. And Filippo found himself face-to-face with a Thay wizard at the end of this battle, or during. Time is a little... Uh, wibbly-wobbly uh, when it comes to initiative, but regardless, uh, we left Fleeple speaking with a Fey wizard, and Lance and Mal, through some very clever tactical strategy, and using their Helm of Brilliance, they were able to corner and defeat, dare I say demolish, Vandal and his lackeys, despite their overpowered status as members of the Cult of the Dragon, and Lance dealing the killing blow was able to finally bring justice into his life. And that's really where we join our adventurers at this time on I Cast Fireball. So, Lance and Mal, we had a huge battle last episode that uh, Ned was very gracious for to sit through and contribute to where he could. And uh, so we're going to jump on over to Fleeple. As we stated, Fleeple you were in this tent getting things ready when a Thay wizard opens the flap and walks in, saying, you do not seem to be all that you appear. And then you asked a very poignant question. Tell me what you really think of Severin. Let's jump into this conversation, shall we? Asking what I think about Severin. Well, I value a person who has extraordinary leadership skills. You see, you do not bring change into the world with a weak will and without a desire to make an impact upon those you come across. Well, I've been making a few impacts in my day. Perhaps I can make an impact on your behalf. It's what drew me to you. I could feel this hunger and Dare I say, this difference between you and the rest of the... As this uh, wizard looks out of the... The flaps are closed, if you recall, but looks to the side of the flaps, sort of gesturing to the rest of the camp. These lackeys. There appears to be a different air among you here. One that, well, is intriguing for one as nearly immortal as myself. And as you look into this wizard's face, as I described previously, or maybe I neglected to, I apologize if I did, this wizard, uh, obviously the red robes are very distinctive to drape all the way down like a traditional wizard. But the thing that really sets apart the Thay wizards among everybody else is a lot of them have achieved undeath, a, a type of immortality, if you will, almost like lichdom. Uh, some are a little bit further along or... Uh, have other means of prolonging their life. And this Thay wizard in particular happens to have very grayish skin. And with your nature slash healing background, you would know that their skin does seem to be like almost on the precipice of 
being kind of not rotting, but almost like they're turning that way, so to speak. Like they just have a very grayish demeanor, uh, for for lack of a better word. It just like uh, their whole body seems to be given vitality despite the grayish and the sickliness seem to uh, seems to be coming over it. But I must say as you did not answer my question directly. What do you think of Severin? As they sit there and they actually pull out a coin from their pocket and they don't proffer it to you. They just uh, they just seem to be spinning it in their fingers almost thoughtfully as they stare at you and they don't answer you immediately. There is a there is just a silence between you and them as the hustle and bustle of the camp seems to surround you and this wizard just continues to stare at you. I pull out a platinum piece and start flipping it between my fingers. What a flex. <laughs> as both of you are staring at each other, um, sizing each other up and down, the wizard finally speaks up. I believe Severin is the one out of anybody in the Cult of the Dragon that can accomplish what he desires to truly bring change into this world. And for that, I respect him. Well, respect is one thing, but it is very different than trust. A very astute observation. Tell me, what has happened in your past to bring you to these thoughts and to bring you these, to these conclusions, to have such an inquisitive mind, to be able to discern through the fog of conversation? I have a really good passive insight score. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, an insight is one that is brought through study, experience, wisdom even, at times. Mechanically, that is very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this, got, this turned into a Crunch Squad episode. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Ned here, I'm hijacking this episode. Let's talk about rules. <laughs> But you see, I have reasons to not bear any love for the Cult of the Dragon. There has been great harm brought to myself and to the people I love because of the dealings of the Chromatic Dragons. I suppose that perhaps you as well have reasons to bear little love for the Cult of the Dragon, but still you remain here working alongside them. It's quite an assumption that you make of me and my colleagues. Insight check. Go ahead and roll insight. All right. It's a 17. 17 for your insight. You are trying to pierce through the exterior of this wizard. Not engaged in a battle of wits per se, but there is obviously much to be discerned, much to be navigated in this conversation with one as powerful and possibly dangerous as a Thay wizard. And as you try to discern what their intentions are, if they truly have no love for the Cult of the Dragon or not, they are very hard to crack. You see that they are guarded, which is a clearly going to be the case as someone enters a conversation as such as this. 
but they are doing a very good job masking if they love or have um, any love or devotion towards the cult of the dragon. You do discern, however, that the respect they have for Severn does appear to be genuine to a degree. Um, there's layers upon layers with Fey wizards whenever they say something as as those that are familiar with oaths and the power that they have upon the cosmos and uh, the multiverse even. Fey wizards are vastly aware of how one word can mean something and others cannot. So you're not able to glean exactly what their devotion is to Cold Dragon, but you do gain the insight of this person is being very particular with how they speak to me right now. And that's that's what you get with your insight check as of right now. Hmm. It would be a great disrespect to say that I can read you like a book. You are more complex than that. But I can read you like a scroll. It just takes a bit of turning. Regardless of our intentions, seeing the cult of the dragon succeed can present some mutually beneficial situations for some of the Thay wizards here. Would you disagree that Tiamat ushering a new age, one where dragons reigned on the land of Faerun, would not upset the balance of the Sword Coast and allow for some ambitious individuals to carve out a piece of land of their own if they had the drive? And if they had the means to do so? Well, if you could see where I started from to arrive where I am now, I have come here through my own ambition, carving out my place in the world, and it did not take the return of a devil in order to make it happen. I would like you to roll just one of your charisma-based skills. So, (laughs) deception, persuasion, whichever one you'd like, but... This wizard is going to just try to incite what your words are as they try to reflect on this whole conversation here. And just tell me the results. It is an 11. As you talk about your ambition coming here, the wizard just peers at you. And as they lower their head to like meet your gaze, they say, yes, I sense great ambition from you. I feel, as they cock their head to the right, that ambition is not solely to rise the ranks of the Court of the Dragon. Well, you are astute, perhaps I am more of a book than you are, but bear in mind that you are the one who approached me. You have something that you want. What is it? I mainly was curious as to why... A winged kobold found that it needed to hide itself in the court of the dragon. Have you seen how my people are treated among these parts? Kicked like dogs, thrown to the ground? Hmm, yes. I am better than that. Just with an elaborate deception as such as that, I could have sworn. Or maybe I was looking to see if there was anything deeper than... Just vain ambition to rise the ranks and to gain power for yourself. Well, there is more, but information comes at a cost. How about we trade? Oh. This, they perk up a little bit, uh, as much as a 
undead powerful mage uh, from the Thay can perk up, you would say, but they do sit up, maybe straighten their back a little bit and lean forward. They clasp their hands with their pointer fingers pointing up as they rest it underneath their chin as they lean forward to you. Proposal of a trade, you say? I am all ears. A question for a question. Hmm. I find that agreeable. At least to start, as they narrow their eyes to you. I'll allow you to go first. Why do the Red Wizards need an upstart cult to achieve their ends? What are you hoping to get out of this? Well, as I hinted before, some of us are in grave danger. Not danger, I would say, but rather are putting ourselves in grave danger for the hopes of carving out a name for ourselves. I don't know how much you are aware of Thay politics or our nation that we hail from, but as every country and kingdom has, there are exiles. And some of us have found ourselves to be, as they deem, unrighteously exiled and deprived of the rewards which they believe are rightfully theirs. So, carving out their own domain in a new world order is quite attractive to these individuals. So you need a home, is what you are saying? That's your second question. Before I answer, here's one of mine. Before you can get any further, I'll say... It was not a question, it was just an observation. Hmm. Is rising the ranks of this cult your only ambition and reason for being here? No, not in the slightest. I think it's best to start with a simple question, to set a baseline. You may ask your second question here. A simple question... What is it that you want? You speak of <laughs> the body politic of the Red Wizards, but you do not speak of yourself. Again, your insight and wisdom truly has brought you far. It's no mystery anymore as how, how you are able to be so close to Severin himself. I have not included myself in these exiles, for I am not exiled. My purpose for being here is one of a different nature, and one that does not, as he looks again around the tent flap, I would say contribute to the overall goal of the Cult of the Dragon. Hmm. A sly smile, sort of a half smile, if you will, starts to curve on the left side of his face. My turn, as they lean back in their seats. Do you intend to harm? Severin. To the utmost. Hmm. Fleeple, it's your turn to ask a question. But I do need to ask you before you ask, the, ask this question, what are you, what are some of the thoughts going on in your mind right now? Some of the like, just the things that are rattling around your brain talking to this Thay wizard and um, trying to get information out of them. Uh, I think the main thought line is, I think this guy and I can help each other. 
I don't quite know for sure what he wants. He doesn't quite know for sure what I want, but I think we're probably moving in the same direction. Okay, sounds good. The wizard gestures to you expectantly. And I say, do you intend to do harm to Severin? No, I don't. That is not my intention. Philippa, I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw, please. All right. That will be a 17. Ooh. All right. Fleeple, as you are taking this in, your thoughts start to drift when all of a sudden you feel like in your thoughts, there's a presence there that is not your own. And as you lock eyes with this wizard, uh, you sort of like push against that presence and the wizard gets a little bit startled and sits back on their mind. And you know that this wizard just tried to probe your thoughts, tried to detect your thoughts, I should say. So had cast a spell and uh, was digging, trying to dig deeper into your mind. Indeed. So in response to this, this wizard will say, I applaud you for your mental fortitude. It is not often that one is able to rebuff my magics to glean what I need to know. Well, if you ask me, it seems that both of us are very capable. Both of us have goals, which may not be quite in alignment with the rest of those here in this caldera, but perhaps those goals might be able to align with each other. And I kind of lean in, tilt my head, raise my eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> I just rolled a percentile die to see um, how this wizard is going to react. Mm -hmm. My true name is Anza. As I mentioned, I am not an exile. In fact, not to put it so bluntly and to lower my status, but I am technically a spy for the Thayan nation. Well... It seems perhaps we have a great deal in common, for I am a spy for the Council of Waterdeep. At that, Anzar sits back and goes, Things are starting to make sense then. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I say, My true name is Fleeper Thrikamanaki. Why are you trusting a Thaywazard? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm just pulling a Fleeple over here. It'll be fine. You almost died pulling a fleeple the last time you pulled a fleeple, fleeple. <laughs> well, it, That's a lot of fleeples. It, Look at it, that alliteration. It still worked out better than the last time you tried to pull a fleeple. No, I just did. I just pulled a fleeple, and I killed the guy. <laughs> okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Anzar goes, perhaps we may have some of the goals, and I believe we can be beneficial to one another. The Thane government, the Thayan nation, or rather the nation of Thay, we do not wish to see the return of Tiamat into Faerun, as we have exiled those that have broken our laws, customs, and those that have fled our borders. We are disgusted that they would ally themselves with anybody, particularly one that is so close and that could legitimately upset the balance of the world. This cannot be, for Tiamat would not be satisfied 
to have a city full of magic users, one that could control the dead, to go unchecked. And so, yes, they sent me to investigate, and to stop if I could by any means. I regret to say, they did not send me soon enough, however, for had I known how close they were, this cult to bringing Tiamat back, I would have come with an entire army of they wizards. Regretfully, they cannot be here in time, nor do I have time to convince them of the seriousness of the situation. Ah, uh, bureaucracy. Unnecessary evil, if you will. I just wish it was a little bit less necessary. Hmm. But if you truly are here to undermine and upset the plans of the Cult of the Dragon, perhaps we can be of benefit to one another. Yes, red tape is of no concern to me. We'll just slice our way right through. Yes. Now how can we do this without either of us becoming destroyed, is the question. Are you here by yourself? Well, you see, that's the cool thing, is if my friends are doing their job correctly, then we will have a position of very strong power within the Cult of the Dragon very soon. Really? What position are you speaking of? Well, the White Worm Speaker is soon to not be who people think he is. Let's just put it that way. So he will be silenced, put down... I mean, if I know my friends, he's going to be straight up dead. Cut scene. <laughs> <laughs> Into the play. Dragon Force starts playing. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Cut back. Your friends must be very powerful, or your trust in them must be very great. To believe that they can accomplish such a thing in the heart of the enemy's camp. Well, Vandal already killed my friend once, and it didn't stop him from coming back. Well then, how best can we help one another? Do you have a sending stone by any chance? I do not. Dang it. Um, <laughs> well, we're probably going to be in the White Camp whenever you wish to come and speak with us. My friends are going to be upset with me, probably, at first, that I decided to make a deal without asking them first. But they'll be fine. It'll be fine. They're great. They're cool. As they lean forward, they gesture their hand towards you. People of true leadership seek every opportunity of power they can come across. You were wise to speak with me as openly as you have. And Fleeple's just kind of thinking internally, am I a leader? So you say that the White Worm Speaker perhaps will be no more quite soon. This will raise quite a kerfuffle in the camp. If that is true, there will be larger patrols. There will be more commotion in the camp here. Well, not if nobody knows that he's dead. Because my friend has worked with Vandal for a long time. He knows his mannerisms. He knows his movements, his turns of phrase. Nobody has to know that Vandal is dead. Are you proposing that he takes his place as the White Worm Speaker? Pretty roguish, isn't it? It's not only roguish, it's madness. 
that's also very on brand. <laughs> Tell me, is it just you and your friends here that we have to rely on to completely dismantle everything the cult is doing here before they can raise Tiamat herself within a week's time? Well, there are three of us here right now, as I'm sure the higher-ups in the cult are probably aware we have an army approaching from the west, but they're not going to be here for a little bit. God, at least you're aware that help is coming. <laughs> Didn't know if you were just by yourself or were actually part of the Council of Waterdeep, despite you saying so. Oh, we're just the strike team. We're the ones who get in there and get jobs done. Well, to impersonate a worm speaker, <laughs> that is no easy task. And every decision you would make from that point forward would be under in scrutiny by every person that they come across. If your friend is as intimately familiar with Vandal as they are, are they as intimately familiar with the cult as he was to rise the ranks as a worm speaker? Well... He's got a bad tummy right now. Vander can't come to the door. <laughs> He'll be there in a moment. That might be our better option. Of the two, I see if we could... If Vander truly is eliminated, the amount of interactions Vandal has to make before the, cult, uh, before the Council of Waterdy makes here will increase our chances of success in dismantling or rather prohibiting what's going on. If your friend is intimately familiar with the Cult of the Dragon, then I say they might have a decent shot. But Severin, as you probably didn't pick up if this is only your first interaction with Severin, but I have been here for a few weeks' time, and he is cautious. Trying to interact with him directly when he's already formed a relationship with somebody, trying to impersonate them. It's very difficult. Had I not come when I did and formed my own relationship with him, I would have been forced to kill one of my exiled Thay companions. And I was not looking forward to something like that, to try to impersonate them. Well... If Severin didn't manage to notice me right under his nose, then maybe we've got a chance. It's possible. It's very plausible. I cannot stop the temple from being raised, nor can I stop its progress. There are too many wizards here to contribute to the ritual without me. And if I were to not participate, that would raise quite a few flags, especially from Severin and from my um, exiled... Um, they companions, if you will. So I must maintain appearances. I can feed some information to you. I have been under the caldera itself. Are there any questions you have about what's going on under there? Well, the main question I have is, would it be possible to get that mask out of the situation? Yeah, they regretfully shake their head. I've been trying to get close to the masks myself for since the day I got here. If we could remove the masks, then the ritual would be incomplete and could not continue. But I regret to say that Severin has those in his personal room and has his own strike team, if you will, of eight individuals 
guarding his room at all times. Hmm. Surely, too many people for me to influence, take control of, or kill immediately. These are seasoned veterans and true believers of the cult. I'm afraid removing the masks, although would be the easiest option, is just not possible. Hmm. Do you happen to know what Severin's favorite food is? <sighs> I did not think that learning the mannerisms of Severin, particularly his eating habits, would be the most beneficial to me in dismantling and stopping the Court of the Dragon. So, no. I regret to say I do not know his favorite food. If poison is what you're thinking, it might be possible with the right concoctions, but <laughs> we also have many wizards here who can possibly raise undead. I don't know if we have any many other healers, but I would venture to say there'd be some sort of means where, although we might be able to poison quickly enough to where death would overtake him almost instantaneously, but I'm not positive I could administer poison that quickly. Um, indigestion, I'm sure, would be possible, if yeah. that is also your goal to oh, Severin. <laughs> just make him not be able to leave his bed for a while. <laughs> Severin's got a bad tummy right now. He can't come to the door. <laughs> he can't control. He can't complete the ritual today. <laughs> well, we have about a week and a half, I think it is, until the army gets here. By my estimations, they were closer to a week. Okay, that's good to know. That's, yes. <laughs> he's, he's telling us about our own people. <laughs> oh my gosh. They seem to be making, uh, pushing their armies to the limits, so I don't know how they are going to be, what state they are going to be in when they finally get here, as we are. The Cult of the Dragon will be all rested, but we'll just have to see. Now, what I can do is I can, once the ritual is occurring and happening in the moment, uh, I may be able to surprise them if we were thinking we couldn't stop them before that point. Yes. Hmm. I would like to speak with my friends about what we have discussed here, and... If you ever feel like maybe you need to have an appointment with the White Worm Speaker, feel free to stop by his tent at any time. I will try. The Thay Wizards don't usually associate with anybody outside of the Red Camp or Severin himself. In fact, I'm not sure I would be able to get a one-on-one -on -one audience with you, like, as I gesture upwards to the tent, like we have here, have done. <laughs> it might become suspicious. Hmm. But... A quick conversation, a quick word, in passing, it might be possible. <sighs> All right. Well, I suppose it's time to keep up appearances. Indeed. Indeed it is. As they go to stand, they go... As they go to... St they stand and they turn to you, Fleetball, as they are brushing off their cloak with uh, their robes of prestidigitation and getting it immaculately clean. I caution yourself. Not that you need it. You seem to have gotten thus far. And if Vandal truly is dead, I will be very impressed. But I caution you. 
in this camp, even the slightest mishap can have drastic consequences for those who are caught in the crossfires. Crossfire! Crossfire! (laughs) Just be aware that if something were to go down, even accidentally, you are not caught near it. Good to know. With that, they just wave their hand and open a tent flap. I thank you for sharing your recipe with me. Although I don't have the need to eat, I fancy myself having a refined palate, at least, for a thay. Yes, knowledge is its own reward. Regardless of experience or various other functions, I am glad to have been able to share my experience with you. I will catch you on the flippity-flip, my friend. And I give him the finger guns. Hmm. Anzar just turns from you after a moment and almost drifts away. And almost immediately afterwards, you hear up. The tent flap gets ripped open again. And the Goliath woman looks at you up and down. Oh, Kiki! You're still alive. (laughs) Yes. And she has a very puzzled face. I, I, you know, you <laughs> and me are on the same wavelengths here right now. I can't believe that. How on earth are you alive still? Well, I thought I was gonna have to get another fancy schmancy person from the, uh, <laughs> from the green camp over there and bring him over here to. Uh, Severin just can't stop talking about your dish. Oh. And so I was like, well, great. Now I gotta get this dish out every single time. And if you were dead, that wasn't gonna be ha- possible for me. Well, don't worry. I will be around for sure. Yeah, you better be around. He's going to want something like that for breakfast tomorrow, okay? Oh, boy. Okay, we will do uh, some Yorkshire pudding, perhaps. A bit of toad in the hole. And I don't know what that is. Just make something fancy and uh, make it good, all right? <laughs> You've got it. Okay, and she just walks away. All right, and I kind of wait until I'm sure I've got a moment to myself, and I pull out the sending stone, and I frantically type out, you guys killed Vandal, right? <laughs> Lance and Mal, as um, Dragon Force has just stopped playing as the battle dies down in the fire, dissipates. Lance is just kind of as the firewall that he casts so expertly dies down. He's just, he's still holding the body of Vandal, just kind of staring at it. Kind of that I've reached a moment I never thought I would. And he's just like sitting in there in that moment, almost ready to wake up because he thinks it's probably a dream. And Mal standing nearby is a little unsteady on her feet as she she sways side to side. She goes, hey, you called me Mal. And she smiles and then she succumbs to her injuries as that rage leaves her weak and she falls against one of the walls and slides down to a sitting position. She unwraps the scarf from around her neck and she holds it in her hands for a moment. She goes, here, sorry, I, I got some more blood on it. Ah. And she grabs her shoulder that the arrow hit as she holds the scarf out to Lance. As that brings Lance back to oh, this is reality, and remembering how hurt Malamara was and how close things got, possibly, he 
immediately drops the body of Vandal, turns, and just brushes Malamara's hand up to like move it away from him and gives her the deepest hug. Ah, ah. And just holds her like like those kind of hugs where there's nothing, there's nothing, you know, like there's the oh hey, how you doing hugs? Like, oh okay. And it's it's a it's a it's a the closest hug you can have. Like clinging, yeah. right? You're really clinging to each other, right? And at first Mal does it hurts. She she's been injured. And she kind of, you know, does the it's like what you're at one hit point, is that right? Or something? Oh no, like I'm that? at like twenty two. It's fine. Oh, okay. I'm like only near <laughs> death. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> she kind of pats him a little bit and, and slightly hugs him back, expecting him to let go. And as he does, and as he clings tighter to her, the weight of the battle that just occurred and the weight of everything with Callie and everything with Vandal really settles in and she clings to him. She hugs him just as tightly back in that hug. And both of you are just holding on to each other. <sighs> Having just gone through this immense battle in this corridor, in the heart of the enemy, as you can still smell the fire it's gone, but like there's still like some smoke. There's still like some radiant heat coming off of the rock around you. And you just both are like just breathing, like <sighs> and just trying to collect your thoughts as your emotions just wind down and as your brain sort of like <sighs> you don't hear anybody running, you don't hear anybody coming, and you just are <sighs> He's gone, Lance. You did it. He's really gone. You're here. That's all that matters. You... You keep the scarf. It looks better on you anyway. Lance, I, I can't do that. This is... As she tries to pull away from the hug. And no, it, it's your... It's, it's Callie's. It's not... I can't... I can't take the scarf. Callie's gone. Well, she's gone. I, I've made peace with that, and I need to go too. From that, she'll be with me. But I don't need this to have her stay. But I do know it belonged to a courageous, beautiful, very very stubborn woman, and that's who it should belong to. Mal hugs the. Scarf in her hand tighter, accepting it, and eases back into the hug since Lance didn't pull away like she expected him to, like she has always expected people to. And the last person that she would expect to be close is so close to her. And she says, Lance, you are an extraordinary person. You never give up, and you do what you say. And I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad you came back. It's amazing what you can do for the people you love, for people who are your family. So, and that's when he'll kind of start to let go. Um, very unexpected, what just happened? Yes. I'm thinking that I adopt just the persona of Vandal. That should be really easy. Like, 
No one's gonna, no one's gonna question. That. Oh, wait. I, I'm sure that you. We have the hat of disguise. I think that that's a. Yeah, no wait, one, no what, one's called that. The sending stone is going send, crazy. Do you have the sending? I do. I do. You have the sending. That, that must be fleeple. It's not that pocket. It's this pocket. Okay. No, that's, that's so many pockets. <laughs> yeah. So many roguey things. Which pocket? He'll pull out the phone and <laughs> the se- the sending phone. You know how, like, when somebody yeah. sent you a whole bunch of texts, you see, like, the most yeah. recent one they sent no. first, and you're like, wait, wait a second, then you have to, like, scroll all the way back up. No. So the most recent text is just like, I don't know how to cook Toad in the Hole, why did I say that? And then, like, <laughs> you have to go all the way back up to the top to see that very first message of, like, you guys killed Vandal, right? Oh, um, okay. Uh, yes, um, uh, yes, 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 Vandal is dead. And you instantly get a response, just all caps, NICE. <laughs> NOICE! 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 We will be recovering what we can. Meet up, question mark? <laughs> yeah, lol, where at? Oh my gosh. This is... You guys are vocally communicating <laughs> <No>. right now. <laughs> no, no we, ma- we made this into a text. This a, is role-playing. This, this is a part of this game. This is a text oh um, Yeah. If you start trying to do emojis, so help me, I will just dist- your sending stones will be disintegrated. No man, this is this is T nine. No emojis. We have to do old emoticons with like the oh, actual. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Parentheses. Parentheses. I don't know. Fleeple never saw the tunnel, and never. I never told him about the tunnel. I don't think. Did I? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Okay. No, you were you were like. Mal was rushing to be like, hey, uh, don't do anything drastic. And then you told Mal that's right. when you were that's right. that's getting right. Vandal right. out. Well, I think that maybe we should take care of these guys. And then, well, I mean, if you're going to be Vandal, we need the hat first. Oh, that's right. Fleepal has that. That's right. That's why he's, he's and I, the Swedish I'm, chef. I'm a little nervous to stay longer in the white camp than we absolutely have to. Very true. With a Rothator out there. Yes. Somewhere who he could come back at any oh, time. Oh, snap. He's white. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, do we want Fleeple to meet us up here? Or should he meet us in the white camp? Well, no. He needs to meet us here. Why don't we go we meet need him hat. in the red camp? Let's go meet him in the red camp because he has a whole thing. I'm sure he's... I'm sure he got up to some shenanigans. So let's go tell him that we'll meet him by the fire pit in the red camp. I know where it is. Well, he did ask a about a benet sauce randomly in this in this message. Um, uh, a what? Was that an autocorrect? It was. A I don't know. It's a, a, oh my god! A, 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 <laughs> I, I send her. I send her follow up. Sorry, it meant Hollandaise. 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 <laughs> yeah, we can go meet him in the red camp. Let's search the bodies and get what we can. Yes. All right, we're gonna search the bodies. Great. Okay. I will assist Lance. Loot in time. <laughs> Looting the body. <laughs> go ahead and roll an investigation check. Oh, I'm gonna gosh. go get my DMG. This is what we live for. I, 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 I mean, you got to do this. It's like it was in a rule book one time I read about adventuring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was by um, Lady Hyacinth Thistlebottle. I think that was one of her adventuring Yeah, there, there were some pretty crap rules, but there were some okay ones, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were terrible. No. I'm going to use inspiration, because I don't <gasps> like that. You rolled with advantage? I did. And well, because you assisted. Yeah, it was a two and a five. Oh, and I mean, sad. I do have a great investigation. Wait. Reliable talent. Does that make it 10 automatically? 
Only if you're proficient in it. I am. Okay. Okay, but if there's like some little secret little thingy and Thomas is being all secrety secrety. What do you think? Should I use inspiration? I don't know, am I? <laughs> Should I use inspiration? What does it make it? What does it make it? It makes it, it 23. It's a 10. With reliable talent. Oh, I'm sure that's probably fine. <laughs> I don't know. Thomas would be like, 25. What do you see? 23 and a half. No. If you want to find that potion of longevity. No, boy. Um, okay, fine. I won't use it. 23. Gosh dang it. I have to be a rogue. Okay, 23, Thomas. Great. I'm just looking up. I'm just looking up the loot. Well, let's mm. do the guards first. Okay. Great. Throw it all in the bag of holding. They are very charred. Um, <laughs> One of them's frozen, I think. Uh, everybody. Well, that's true. That's true. There is a heavy smell in this corridor, we'll say. And yeah, these folks, they've got some studded leather armor, first off, but both of them are magic studded leather armor. They, uh, one of them is a... I have studded leather armor, not magical. Mm, upgrade. Both of them are, both of them are a plus one studded leather armor. I'll take it. So both of them are magical. They each have short swords. And there is a orb that each of them have. Both of them are small, like small, I, I say orb, but it's like a large bead is what I'll say. And these large beads, I'll call them, uh, their official name is Orb of Dragon's Breath. These are gifts from Tiamat. However, the only way to use them is if your alignment is evil. Well, fine. I'm set. No, so. <laughs> Secretly this whole time. Which, how we've been playing the campaign, I don't believe anybody is technically evil, so. But we do have these orbs of dragon breath that there you just are unable to utilize the magic. But we might have some allies that could be evil, right? And then... When we're dealing with Vandal himself, he has, I believe I said he had a flail, right? Yes. A flail he that he was using. Yeah. This flail is surprisingly not magical, which you're like, what? Why wouldn't Vandal have a magical flail? But I get to roll on the random magic items table here for defeating Vandal here. You do, in Vandal's pocket, he has... Like, I mean, he has 750 gold pieces worth of diamonds in a pouch just uh, that he has. Whether he was hoping to give this to somebody or one of his aides were going to be using it to revivify him or to, like, call him back from the dead. You're not sure because they're not here. And um, these diamonds are just in his pocket. Are they diamonds or jewels? Worth of All Diamonds. Mm. Diamonds. That's good. We Specifically need with that purpose. Okay. And then I get to roll once on magic table E. With your 23. That I have to roll Which 25. was exactly what you needed, ah! actually. It was a 20. <laughs> it was a 23. You needed a 23. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> there is surprisingly little on Vandal's person. Well, he wasn't expecting to be killed and looted, mm. so. 
Exactly. There is something in Lance, you know. You knew Vandal growing up. And so you know his that he always, when he had something important, he would never leave it. And so actually, it's a grotesque thing, but you know that in the side, I'll just say it, he, he was a messed up paranoid guy. But you know that if you were to reach on the right side of his leg near kind of his thigh, there seems to be a small raised element there. And so gingerly, not being gross about it, you take a knife out, you start to cut it open, and you see a very thin tube that's about half a foot long that was hidden in his leg itself. And as you pull it out, you pop open the tube and you there's a scroll inside of it and as you start to unfurl the scroll this is a ninth level spell scroll okay the wish right wish <laughs> surprise surprise is it <laughs> it is a it's a ninth level spell scroll here holy poop and it's wish well oh you have to roll that too here's the thing ned yes how do spell scrolls work when people find them? Is the DM usually determines like what scroll it is, right? Or like what spell it is. It's not just like any ninth level spell that they can use and cast, right? Correct. Okay. Instead of fire instead of fireball, it's just called fire all. Just everything on fire. <laughs> Power word fire. <laughs> Power word fire. I cast. Power word laughter. I cast fire all. A power word laughter, that'd be way funny. Mm-hmm. You're the GM. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, baby. Surprise, surprise. Uh, So for this ninth level spell scroll, I am not going to leave it up to my choice about what is this spell scroll. I'm going to leave it to chance. There are 12 ninth level spells in the player's handbook, so I'm going to roll a d12 to see which one of them it is here. You could leave it up to me. (laughs) Oh, you mean leave it up to you, Ned, to choose which spell it is? Yeah. yeah, I, I have an idea of what you guys would choose, so uh, we'll we'll leave it to chance, and we'll leave it up to fate here. Here we go, everybody. All right. That's a six. That's a little oh low my for gosh. a W. Three, four, five. That's power word kill. Oh, baby. Yes. Oh, Ooh, baby. baby. So power word kill is the uh, spell, which thematically... Makes a lot of sense why Vandal would have it, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if he needed somebody just gone from this earth. It didn't work last time he tried to do it. So It didn't work last time, exactly. So he's got Power Word Kill here. For our listeners, Power Word Kill, oh boy, is very powerful, which is an understatement here. Uh, The description is, you utter a word of power that can compel one creature you can see within range to die instantly. If the creature you choose has 100 hit points or fewer, it dies. Otherwise, the spell has no effect. So they have to be under 100. Yes. So it's kind of like catching Pokemon. You have to battle them down. There's no save. There's obviously counter spells. No save against it. Yeah, it's just counter spell. Woof. And then you're done. Which counter spelling a ninth level spell, that's. Yeah, you uh, have to counter spell. That's hard. It's very difficult. That's very difficult. So, that's what you find. Congrats. 
Now you're going to meet up with Fleeple here. Is there anything else you'd like to do in this lava tube before you leave do we, and go? Does he have the white mask on him? He does not. He does not have the white mask on him. It is, and Fleeple will tell you this, it is with Severin based on Anzar. Because he is the one that needs all five masks to complete the ritual. And now that they are found, and we're right next, unless he's got some troubles, I guess. So, anything you want to do in this lava tube before we smash cut, or we cut to Fleeple and you all speaking with each other? We take their robes. I'm going to say that. But you do take their robes. Okay. Sounds good. Well, let me let me be fair. Are the robes, like, useless because of the firewall? Mm, yeah. Unless you had like a mending spell. Does Fleeple have say. mending? Fleeple does have mending. Oh, and we would hey. know that because we're such close compatriots. So, Yes, because yeah. I've cast it so many times before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you take all the robes and you go meet up with Fleeple. And as you meet up with him to discuss everything that has happened, everything that's going to happen, the discoveries you made, you're going to have to figure out what exactly you're going to talk about on our next episode of I Cast Fireball. Nice. 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 Mickey, when you were like, Mal just crumples to the ground as she leaves her rage. I just kind of imagine Mal going to be like, you called me Mal. And then going, oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, I love RP. Love good our character RP. Well, that was really fun. Really good. We'll see if this ninth spell, spell scroll can can help you. Can it? It will. Where's for sure? Kawab. Well, Where's <laughs> <laughs> <Where's Kawab? laughs> <laughs> kill that guy. Oh man. <laughs> well, we will see how this all shakes out on our next episode of I Cast Fire a Ball. As always, players, thank you so much. Jacob, Ned, and Mickey. And listeners, thank you as always for joining us on this week's episode and for joining us as we get to this exciting conclusion. I'm real excited to see where it's going to go. There are still things being tossed at me left and right, which I am so happy and so grateful for to keep it just so refreshing. So thank you as always for joining us on this adventure. If you like what we're doing, please leave us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. It lets us know that you like what we're doing and it gets us into other people's recommended feeds. We want to give a shout out to a bunch of people who have reached out to us through email, through reviews. I'm going to do a few, a little bit rapid fire because we have had so many people reach out to us that we don't want to get a year down the road and we're just getting to your emails and reviews. So William uh, sent us a message, said, hope this message finds you well. I wanted to take a moment to tell you how much they love the iCast Fireball series. Um, They binged the entire set of episodes within three weeks, which... William, thank you for doing that. And we are very grateful for that. And what a time to binge and to get caught up right at the end here. So William, shout out to you. Next, Nathan, a huge fan, as they put themselves. They're doing a language arts project about Dungeons and Dragons and relating it to Fahrenheit 451, which I think is awesome, trying to figure out modern day equivalents into these uh, classic works of literature. So Nathan, shout out to you as well. Thanks for sending us an email. They let us know a follow-up that they got an A on the paper. So good job. Lastly, we've got Friday Day, 
who reached out to it and said that their brother listened to the podcast, recommended it to them, and that they were only 32 episodes in, but that they love it so far, and that the three-player dynamic is what actually is um, really they're really jiving with. And with bigger casts, it's a little bit difficult to tell people apart. But and that the last thing that they say is that they're playing the same rogue subclass as Lance Thalen. So Friday day. Thanks for the review. Thanks for shouting us out or for reaching out to us. And uh, that's all we've got for this week. But if you want to get shouted out on the podcast, shoot us a message through our email, icastfireball2020 gmail.com. Reach out to us on our patron-only Discord channel, which you can join going to patreon.com slash icastfireball20. And then you can jump in not only to shout, uh, to uh, interact with the cast, but to interact with all the other fans that we've got going on. We have fun um a a meme channel and we've got other discussions about our favorite subclasses so go see what patron tiers work for you as well speaking of shout outs uh, we want to shout out improv tabletop which as always they're back into fate accelerated many one month campaigns oh gosh it's so fun to listen to these i am a really big fan i'm very partial to these campaigns having been a part of them and being able to play this magnificent tabletop system with ned as the gm if you haven't taken a look at them go check them out go listen to them they have two years almost two years two years worth of content to binge through it's amazing and each one if you don't like one setting just jump to another setting they've got halloween they've got horror they've got avatar last airbender go check them out and don't forget to leave them a five-star review on the way out lastly don't forget to like subscribe and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers but until next time i'm thomas your dm and around the table we have malamara lance thalen and flipo let's keep that fire going and we'll see you all next time